Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So today, right now, I'm in a fantastic, fantastic mood. I'm going to tell you why. But before that, thank you for downloading my podcast. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. So today, I want to talk about Counter offers. Should we accept counter offers or not? And before I go into that, I I will tell you what happened today. I finally told my manager that I really am not gonna renew my contract after it ends in August. And she finally got the message after about two months. So the whole back and forth started in November. She asked me to think about it, to think about renewing the contract. And that's when I actually started thinking about it, although I was leaning towards no already. And then the second meeting, I told her, you know, I don't want to renew. And then she talked about the terms. She talked about what will happen next year if I renew. And I said, no, I'm not going to renew. She said to, she asked me to think more. <laughs> the third meeting, the, the big boss came and the, the big boss said, think about it over the Christmas break. So it was not a really substantial meeting, but she did offer some better terms, but not, um, not the salary. So nothing in terms of money, just maybe a few more days of, of vacation or um, fewer workload, something smaller workload, something like that. And and then um, today, or actually yesterday, the manager came again. She gave me a quite a big raise. She said, she told me the number and that was the only thing she said. And I was a little bit shocked. I didn't know that they were willing to offer this much. Um, and my face actually got red when I when I heard the number. I just couldn't believe it. And also, there was just a lot of things going on in my mind at the moment. Um, and I took a whole night yesterday thinking about this issue. I was really, really conflicted um, because I was almost going to say no already, but then the uh, money made me double think a little bit as well. So, um, so, and then I had so many thoughts on this counter offer and I actually looked up online and um, tried to see what other people have to say about this. And I realized not there, there isn't a definite answer to this. Of course, there isn't going to be a definite answer to this. And we, we don't know what's going to happen after I actually leave this job, um, if I'm going to regret this or not. But I do want to talk about this um, and why I finally, finally rejected the offer today. So the thing about this is that, well, there are a few... There are a few, let's say, points um, for rejecting the counteroffer. The most important one for me was that if you wanted to leave your job not because of the money, then money shouldn't solve the issue, right? So um, 
For example, for me, the biggest issue with this job was、uh, the biggest issue is the location. And、um, no matter how how much they're gonna pay me, I cannot overcome the fact that I don't like the location of this company. So that's that's the main reason that I that I quit. Um, or actually, not renewing my that I'm not renewing my contract.、Um, I believe, of course, that there are so many other things、um, that could bother people, other than location. There's、um, a lot of tiny management problems, communication problems in the company.、Um, there is the fact that I simply find the job very, very boring. Not stimulating, and I feel like I'm wasting my time being there. Not that you are supposed to be learning things at your job. I don't think that's the point of a job. It's supposed to. It's where you're supposed to show your skills or use your skills, not the other way around. Not to learn stuff, but it, it it's not. You, it could be stimulating if,、uh, even if it's not. A place to learn, right? And to me, it's not. This one isn't the one I was looking for. It wasn't. It just didn't feel right to me. So location, not feeling right about it. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's why I wanted. That's why I wanted to leave. So, so for me, it was pretty clear that it's not exactly about the money. And I accepted the offer two years ago, so it means that I accepted the the salary that was offered to me two years ago. So it's not really the issue. Um, and I think that one that's pretty clear. That's very convincing for not accepting a counter offer. Um, particularly when money wasn't the issue to start with. Another reason is that, and this is a subtle one, and I, I'm not sure if I could、uh, word it well, but I think it makes it makes your price very explicit.、Um, for example, let's say after, yeah, if they give, if they offer a number. And nothing else, right? Nothing else in your contract change terms. Then it feels like that that number is your price tag from now on. <laughs> It's like I I said I was I was gonna quit, and I'm really upset, or I'm just not. I just don't like this job. But then by giving you that counter offer, and you accept it, I think in a way you're validating that. Price tag on yourself. It's like now that's that's the end of your your、um, your salary scale, right? It's it's like all right. Then we know how much is needed to to keep you, right? So in a way, it doesn't really feel good <laughs> to to make your price tag very explicit, and and it's not even just about the. The fact that there's probably still a gap between, quote unquote, how much you're worth versus the price tag. Another thing is that you feel very much commercialized totally in that process, in that bargaining process.、Um, I don't know. I feel like things become very transparent. 
if you actually accept the counter offer. Because for the first time, if you if you're going to the company for the first time, then in a way.、Um, You're trying things out. Like both of both sides don't really know what's going on, but if it's a counter offer, then it means that you've got you've got no excuse to not negotiate, right? And then if the best negotiation you could do is to get that counter offer,、um, then. In a way, I feel like it. It makes everything very transparent, and that doesn't feel good. That's one of the areas in life where transparency doesn't really feel good.、Um, I know it's not very rational to just make this decision based on how good it feels, but I think it's reasonable to do it. <laughs> and I think a lot of people do that, and there's nothing wrong with it either.、Um, So yeah, so I think it makes the price tag very clear, and that's something I don't like about accepting a counter offer. Another thing about this is, and this is the thing that really, really got to me.、Um, the third thing is that it shows that you are indecisive and you are even weak. And that's a big problem I I have in all areas of my life. I think I often I don't take initiative enough. I don't,、um, and I'm not the one to reject people, to reject、uh, invitations or anything. So,、um, so I think if you accept counter offers, it's like、um, you are. Persuadable in that sense, because I think when you, when you say you're gonna resign, when you say you're gonna quit,、um, it should be a serious matter. It should be a finalized decision. And yet, if you accept that counteroffer, it means that you have there's wriggle space for you, right? And in a way, I think it's the kind of decision that. Um, shouldn't have any regal space, so it doesn't matter how much the money is or how good the terms are. I just think that, to me, that's not the character I want to be. I want to be more、uh, firm and decisive and just stronger、um, and more confident with my own decision and take the risk、um, and. Knowing full well that I might, I might regret it. I might not find a better job, or you know things like that. But I think I gotta trust my feelings a little bit more. So, not taking the counter offer is a good indicator of that. It's like if you've decided, if you said, I'm gonna have a divorce. I'm not talking about a breakup. I'm talking about a divorce. If you say you want a divorce, and then suddenly your, let's say your husband said. You know, I could give you that house, or you know, maybe、um, I will be home uh, more uh, more days in a week, or maybe I can do more chores, or maybe whatever. And you said, "All right, fine, we'll get back together." I'm I'm not getting the divorce. It it just sounds very childish. It sounds like you're using the divorce as a、um, negotiation weapon, and it. Is as if you cannot negotiate otherwise, and so that sounds very weak. And then, if you actually accept whatever offer the your husband is giving,、um, it just shows that even further. It just shows that 
you are the kind of person who doesn't who uses the word divorce or resign or quit very easily and you don't really mean what you're saying and so it's kind of a slaying on the character for me at least so I think that's why I also I thought no I'm not going to do the I'm not going to accept the counter offer um and the fourth reason so what are the reasons so far um well first you didn't leave for money second um uh you <laughs> I don't remember the reasons uh third it shows you're a weak character um second is about what I don't remember I, I'll go back to the episode and check the point is I think just all of these reasons combined I I've decided not to do it and plus the the very first reason I, I, I simply don't want to do it anymore it, it's as easy as that I, I don't want it anymore I don't want this marriage anymore I don't want this contract anymore um and it's something that money really cannot buy and so that's why I'm so happy today it's not just because I rejected the counter offer and I am finally firm about my decision it's also that um I finally learned the lesson that money cannot buy everything I think I think it's such a relief for me it's so liberating to to know that I finally buy that idea that money cannot buy everything um because there was a period in my life when I felt very very poor I was a student I feel like um I had to constantly think about how much I'm spending even just on groceries and um how much I could spend for for other people or um you know I I I kept I kept checking the price tag of everything and it was very very painful um and I thought you know that that was the time when I thought you know I don't care what I'm gonna do as long as the money is good I'll do it (laughs) that's kind of why I came I came here for the job because it's relatively well paid at least for for my age and I thought you know I could I could solve a lot of problems by being well paid and also um in the first couple of months uh being here I actually um upgraded a lot of my material stuff if you followed my podcast maybe (laughs) you can tell that I got a new coffee uh what is it coffee maker things like that and I still buy new things from time to time and the and yet it's very clear that the exhilaration or yeah the exhilaration the excitement um isn't as um as high as you would expect and you always go look for the next thing but it's not really just about that Uh, i'm not just talking about how material things can't necessarily uh, fulfill your needs but i'm talking also about that um by rejecting the counter offer it becomes very very clear that i have principles above and beyond the the money so it, it's it feels very good to know that i do have the ability to reject um to reject this kind of offer and i don't know i just feel that's why i'm i'm in such a good mood i 
for once in my life, maybe I, I feel like I'm taking control, like real kind of control. And I'm talking about the control of my character, the control of my decision making. Um, and of course, all of this could be totally irrational, maybe based on objective analyses um, that was actually a good offer. But I think... Um, to me, it's more important to know that I have the power to reject despite the uh, the race. And I, it's that feeling that's worth it, really, than anything else. So, so yeah, that's why I'm, I'm in such a good mood today. And I finally, I learned a lot about myself and what I could do and what I could think. And that really comes, right? I really have that power. I'm the kind of person, I'm kind of a pushover, if you ask me. I think I get along with people quite easily because of that, because I go along, I just follow their, their lead. And um, I, and maybe that's why I've, I've, I've suffered so much in the inside, right? Because Maybe most of the time, I'm not really following my heart. I'm not really doing what I want to do. I'm just um, working on a pedestal and just um, following what's being done by most people or just doing what seems familiar and just doing things out of habit, really. And I really take initiative for my own life. I think other than today, the other initiatives I taken that made me feel very good was um, there was one day when I didn't even do any planning and I didn't do any research and I just went on the Greyhound bus and went to I was living in Canada at the time so I think I, I went from Toronto to London Ontario and that was just it was just so great <laughs> because I I would say I come from a very quite quite a traditional family and because I'm a I was a I was a girl um my mom would you know she had all of these irrational worries about what girls could do and not do and of course she would panic if I told her that I went on a close to midnight greyhound bus to just to have a short trip um she would panic she would she would rush to to London or wherever it was and yeah so it felt really really nice to actually do that um and and then of course in the beginning when I was on the bus I was thinking oh no what if my mom was right and something bad could really happen but then um after I was there I had a peaceful two to three days it just felt very very it, it felt, um, it was, I wouldn't say, okay, liberating may be too strong a word, but it just felt very good. And it's something that I finally, um, it's a decision I made just by myself. I didn't even ask anyone. I didn't do any research and all that. So that was the first instance, I think, when I had that feeling when it it's like I'm actually doing what I want to do and I'm actually taking control and I'm actually firm about my decision um, and not thinking too much or not really um, bound by 
older boundaries or older uh, constraints that were put onto me by other people, right? So that's one instance. And and since then, I've been doing this <laughs> uh, quite a lot. I mean, once in a while, I could just pack my bags and plan a trip, book a ticket um, for the night. And it's not even planned two or three days beforehand. It was It's just like a short trip on the day. So I... It's, it's good to know that I could do that. <laughs> um, other than that, I can't really think of other, let's say, character-defining decisions. What else is it? Yeah, I think I'm not the type of person who really follows my own heart. That's why I landed at this job. Um, I was analyzing a lot, and I thought that this is the rational choice. And although I knew I wouldn't like the city or I wouldn't like the town I wouldn't like the job but I still thought I could take it because of the because of the salary and um of course I regret it I mean I mean I don't regret this I mean I I'm glad I did this and that's how I could know myself a little bit more but uh it's so painful every single day being in here and being in here being in this town and so which shows that I actually know myself quite well and I could actually follow my heart a lot more when I want to, right? So yeah, so my conclusion is you shouldn't accept a counteroffer for various reasons. And another reason I thought about is the more of an objective side of things. I think it's a short-term versus long-term decision kind of thing. Because even if the counteroffer is pretty good it seems like you are getting a lot of money let's just say um you don't know how i mean when your boss is going to lay you off because now they know that you aren't actually thinking about leaving right so if they're going to lay off anyone you might be the first one and um who is to say that by going to another job, you won't get a better offer, right? Um, I think, yeah, so that's just a long-term versus long, short-term consideration. In the short-term, maybe the um, salary is good enough, but um, maybe you lose much more by not trying different things, right? So that's another reason for not accepting counter-offers. Um, of course, some people, for some people, it may have... Uh, worked out well for them but I just I don't know what's gonna happen to me after after this contract I know I'm gonna move I'm probably gonna move out of the town although it's gonna be a hassle and it means that I probably cannot well not buy that dishwasher I still want to try it out though um (laughs) we'll see what happens to your dishwasher so yeah so that's that's about it I thought it would be much longer but I don't know. I just I just feel so good to to having made that decision. Um now to having made that decision. Wow, what was that? Anyway, <laughs> um about something else. I well, if you follow my podcast, there was one where I talked about the subscription culture, the subscription culture, right? And it all started with um, the tragedy of Macbeth, which was uh, released on Apple TV Plus. 
and I refuse to subscribe just for that movie, um, even if it's just for a free trial because I, I don't want to subscribe to that culture. So what I did afterwards, <laughs> I went online, I purchased a bunch of Blu-ray discs in revenge. <laughs> I bought a bunch of movies by the Coen brothers, and I I've only seen the um what what is it called a a a single man or no that's by someone else um the Jew, the one about the Jewish guy anyway I've only seen that and I really liked it so I I bought a bunch of classic movies by them and I hope I'll have time to watch that <laughs> in the next two to three weeks and uh, yeah that's it that's how I take take a stance you gotta spend money on the concrete um stuff instead of just throwing money into the into the waste bin by subscribing to a bunch of uh, programs and um not knowing when the um let's say when the uh the platform will end their contract with the um, producers and whatnot. So there's no guarantee that the movies uh, will still be up there. So yeah, I'm still firmly against the subscription culture. Although I'm such a hypocrite, I gotta say, I realized that I already, you know, I went back to Apple TV, all right? And (laughs) I realized that I actually started the seven-day trial, the seven-day free trial. So I ended up watching Macbeth on Apple TV and the next day the trial ended. So I I actually saw the whole thing already. (laughs) And yes, I'm such a hypocrite. But I didn't subscribe, all right? I I did the free trial. I just remember there was a free trial and I, I did it and I watched Macbeth. That's it, all right? Um, that's a convoluted way of going there, but yeah, um, the movie was good. And another thing, though, about the subscription culture is that you tend to get distracted because you're watching on your computer. And uh, I personally sometimes would have two windows side by side if the show isn't interesting enough. So that's also why I don't like the subscription uh, kind of thing. Oh, I thought I could talk more. Who knows? So yeah, I was thinking when I was thinking about the counter counter offer, I was thinking that um, there's some parallels with the with ending a relationship, right? <laughs> I was thinking that if you've decided to move on, if you decided to break your relationship, to break up, I think you should never go back, right? Because um, it's a little bit more complicated than than a job, I think, because you don't have a price tag on a relationship, and there is something that you cannot really fathom in a relationship, I think. But there's some there's some parallels. I was thinking that this is going to sound very very crude and just not professional and stuff. But I was thinking that in a way. Money is a lot like your desire. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And for some people, they only want the sex and <laughs> they don't care about the character, the nature of the job. They don't care, sorry, they don't care about the character of the other person where it's not really about having a a bound with someone. It's not really about a soulful or like a exchange of 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 characters and stuff like that it's really just about the 
um, the carnal stuff, and and for them that could be that could suffice, right? They um, they don't have to have great dinners, they don't have to have good conversations, nothing matters. It's just as long as they are carnal, <laughs> then they're happy. And I think, I believe, there must be people who just care about the money in a job. Like, that's the most important factor. Of course, to a certain extent, you have to be, the location has to be all right and stuff like that. But maybe to most, a lot of people, they could just rank the money as the as the first factor in when considering a job offer, right? And I think that's totally reasonable. And I used to think I'm that kind of person until until this one, I realize I'm not. I think they're like, it's a whole bundle. It's a whole package because you spend so damn much time with, with your, on your job in that location, wherever it is. And to me, I cannot just overlook all of these other factors. And I think, um, similarly, I think your relationship for me, um, maybe the carnal stuff matters, of course, but I think, um, having good conversations and all that and feeling a connection is also, these are also quite important, um, perhaps even more so than the um, the carnal part, I think. <laughs> That's what I've learned, right? When I was thinking about this counteroffer, I think I was thinking, you know, what if you started a break up with someone? You wouldn't go back, right? There must be some really damaging stuff that... Um, makes you rethink your relationship and if you've made the decision then you shouldn't change your mind even if the person said you know I'll buy you more stuff or you know I will I I don't know um (laughs) have more sex with you I mean (laughs) no matter what your parallel is I mean if you find a factor that is akin to the salary or the pay um it's it's much easier to see this and I think it's much easier to reject the counter offer if you think if you think about it that way. So yeah, so that's what I've been thinking about, and I think it's a good parallel to a certain extent, and it really helped me think about how it's just I'm just so happy that I'm not the kind of person who would sell everything just for just for the money, right? <laughs> um, who knows? It might change in the future, and um, we'll see. All right, so what else? So I think that's about it for today. It turns out that I couldn't say too much. Um, I I had a very clear, um, let's say, agenda. And <laughs> it turns out this is all I have to say about the counter offer. As for the plans for this podcast, you know, I, I think... It's kind of sad that in a lot of episodes I could talk I could only talk about stuff like dishwashers, coffee makers or iPads and these are not my favorite topics. They're kind of like I don't know, filler episodes. Um what I really do like talking about is I think topics related to to time, to in terms of time I'm talking about memory or um growing as a person that kind of stuff and also as I said I want to talk about regret 
it has to do with time as well. So such topics I will continue to develop. So don't worry if you got disappointed by the dishwasher <laughs> episode. Of course, I'm still gonna share with you some of my life. For example, my biking, um, coffee making, things like that. Um, other than time, I also want to just explore a little bit, maybe the character that you are. So I'm not talking about personality or character trend, but really how character trend. I mean, I'm not talking about personality or character types. I'm talking about how you portray yourself and how you um, make yourself into a per- the person you are today. Of course, that has to do with time as well. So that's these are all interconnected. And I am just so exhausted every day after work that I don't have time to um, write them all down. But but the good news is now that I've rejected the counter offer after my uh, contract uh, in August, I think I'll have some free time really to sit down and to write more and to think more and to reflect a little bit more and do some research and maybe... I hope I hope the podcast will be better. And I got to say, um, yeah, I want to become more serious with this podcast. So far, I'm just kind of lazy and just <laughs> saying whatever is on my mind. And it's very enjoyable for me. That's why I can keep doing it. Um, but I also want to make it more, I guess, more formal a little bit. Let's see. I'll see what happens. And I have to admit, a part of me just really likes talking. <laughs> Particularly talking to myself. So, oh, by the way, yesterday I rewatched the uh, film Blue Jasmine by Woody Allen, and it's one of my favorite movies because there are so many things I can see on on Jasmine. Yesterday I was exactly I was thinking about the counter offer, and I was watching the movie while while thinking about it um, because Jasmine is the character who. Um, aspires a lot but I don't know what's the message of the movie I feel like it's trying to say that you should just enjoy whatever you have and you don't try to reach for whatever isn't yours and try not to dream big I don't even know the message but it just strikes me as it's just like I don't know it's a little bit daunting if you really think about the message of the movie but a famous thing about Sorry, a char- characteristic of Jasmine is that she talks to herself a lot, right? And when I when I saw herself talking um, to herself, sorry, when I saw her talking to herself, I thought, my God, I could I could be her. <laughs> I I enjoy talking to myself a lot, and that's partially why I started this podcast. I stopped doing that also because I started this podcast, but. Um, I used to walk on the street and pretend that I'm talking on the phone. So I would take my phone, put it beside my ear, and um, I would talk to myself out loud. And often it's a, in the form of an interview. I pretend I'm some uh, big shot writer or <laughs> whoever gets interviewed. And it's kind of fun. It clarifies a lot of things for myself. But now this podcast has officially become my talking to self uh, venue. Um, but yeah, so, okay, I'm just rambling right now. Going back to the main issue, do not take counter offers. 
Anyway, have a nice、um, week, and I will produce better episodes in the future. So please、uh, stay with me. Thank you very much. Bye bye.